Hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. I'm the happiest of birthdays to you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I mean, yes, it is my birthday. <coughs> I figure it would mean just the tiniest bit more if I said it in person. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Yes, I appreciate it. It's, uh, I am spry 42. A spry 42. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a spry I love that. I, I literally just wished you the happy birthday, and then I get a notification on my computer. It's like, hey, it's Zach's birthday today. <laughs> hey, did you, did, you, did you tell him it was Proof. his birthday? That's what Facebook's still here for. <laughs> that, reminding true. you whose birthday it is. It's why you keep it around. That sharing memes, trolling people, <laughs> and remembering when birthdays are. Uh, for me, it's remembering birthdays and making sure everybody's mom knows I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is basically it. Oh, Facebook. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zachary with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, for whatever reason, have decided to listen to another horrible gaming podcast. But with me, uh, because I am usually never alone, uh, with me is... Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. And you can hear, he's still getting over it. He's feeling better. I, doing yeah. better, right? Yeah, it's, it's weird in my voice. I'm going to have to like randomly mute myself when a coughing fit happens. I, for the life of me, have no idea what it was that I got. <laughs> I, I swore like... I took three COVID tests because it felt like that. Right, I'm like, right. it has to be. It has to be. There's no way it's anything else. You know, and, they got uh, COVID now that can beat the test. So you and might I was gonna still say, had it. Yeah, the thing is, like, I almost wonder if that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's still, it's still, I'm sure you can hear it because I know I can hear it in my voice. Um, I still have a little bit of a sinus thing and then coughing fits still happen from yeah. time to time. Yeah. So I'll have to like randomly <laughs> mute myself. <laughs> COVID is like the dark web. It's whatever you don't want it to be. Yeah. Period. Um, <laughs> but but welcome back. I just wanted everybody to know that I did not drag him on here today. He is feeling better. I didn't like threaten to fire him if he didn't. Yeah. Show up and today. honestly, I was I was gonna make it work last week. Um, he was especially especially given the fact too that uh, I was so ill that three days in. That following day, because I was off on Sunday and I just rested the whole day, I was so bad that uh, Monday when I tried to go to work, I was there for literally 10 minutes before I got sent home. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No problem. No problem. Uh, so we're going to do a show. We're going to do a show today. We are going the two to do of a us. Show. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about show. some stuff. Uh, and yeah, that's what we do. We do a gaming show here, guys. Uh, but before we do that, we have to thank the people who have made this possible. 
number one. If you're seeing behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a fancy custom, a fancy custom graphic that was provided by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. Then, of course, the theme song for this show and all of the shows here at Old Man Gaming is provided by the man who makes music, my brother Nick Van Siders, and we thank him for that. We'll be right back with a very short fan traction. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Brings us to our most important segment, our first segment, that's Fan Traction. That's where we, the co-hosts, we talk to you guys, the fans. We shout out all of your uh, comments wherever we find them. We only had one real comment this week. Uh, I think I will quote something from Discord in a second just to talk about it. Uh, but uh, uh, this one comes from uh, William Hohen. Hi! Exclamation point. Hope Neil didn't get poisoned by his bed bite. Bed lights. <laughs> Uh, that MK1 switch footage is really shady. Wow, to be honest, I'm a little puzzled on why they released a Switch version and not a PS4 one. Congrats on the 12 years anniversary. Thank you. My wife and I just celebrated 8th. Our 8th one this year. I'm surprised. I thought you were married for longer than me, Will. Uh, thanks for the show. Hashtag MK1 switch footage is a lie. So, yeah, uh, we did talk about that uh, quite a bit. Uh, well, I talked about that by myself. I'm sure you want to weigh we. in on it. Well, it was one thing I you and I... serious questions. Me and Neil were going to talk about that. That was going to be one of our topics. Well, not, I, I don't know if it was going to be our, our talking point, but I'm sure it would have oh, come it was, off. And it then was I, ended up, I ended up alone, so I talked about it. Uh, so I'm sure you want to weigh in on it, but uh, but he yes. is of course referring to the MK1 switch footage. If you have not, by some chance, seen this, go just search YouTube for MK1 switch footage, and you will find montage after montage of the absolute gross negligence of Netherworlds while selling it for seventy fucking dollars, which is my big issue. Um, but Neil, I I got to say all of this last week. Hi, what do you want to add to this? Uh, so, well, first off, I just realized that my volume was still cranked to the max from when we had our uh, last <laughs> video thing when Kayla was down here. So yes. my bad for screaming at people. No problem. No problem. Um, you didn't sound but, that bad on this end. At least oh, that's good. At least, that's good at least. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like if anybody hasn't seen this, like – when we say it's bad, like, no, like, I don't think you realize how horrendous it is. And shame on Ed Boon for coming out and saying, oh, don't worry, guys, we're going to fix the Switch version. No, there's no fixing that. It's a game that couldn't even run, or at least they didn't try to make it run, on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. They're going to skip that and go to the even less powerful system and expect it to be like a great time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not going to happen. Well, um, and you can't unmake the loss of trust. You can't you can't correct yeah. the fact that you priced a game for $70, which is a premium cost and only a cost associated with the next generation on a console that's two gen that's basically a generation and a half older than the the, the stuff you're using, uh, so it's broken as fuck at a premium cost. It's absolutely ridiculous. The loss, the lack of tr there's no unearthly way they didn't know 
that it looked like this before they released it. And they certainly knew because they fucking spliced in steam footage in their yeah. Switch trailer. And that that's the next part of it, too. Yeah. That reminds me of back when, um, uh, what was it, Anthem did something along the same lines to where they had the initial capture footage on uh, an Xbox, but then, like, mm. covered it like the button prompts and everything on the screen with PlayStation prompts or something along those lines. But they'll still said it was all the same footage and everything like that. It's the same thing. Like at that there, that is, that is the evidence. That is the smoking gun, the bloody knife that they knew exactly what it was that they were doing. Shame on them because it had to go through some manner of quality control. And somebody said, yeah, that's fine. Yep. Or, they just straight up and down said, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll run. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Get it in the fucking box and get it out there, guys. Yep. Like, come on. That, that I will throw squarely at the feet of Warner Brothers because that's some Warner Brothers ass shit. It, it might be. I don't think I don't think it would have been Netherrealm themselves. Yeah, but I think it was I Warner know. Brothers. I, I, I don't think they're getting enough shit for this, honestly. And, and the other thing is I do remember the Anthem thing. But the mm-hmm. thing about Anthem, Anthem had plenty of problems. I'm not going to say it didn't. But Anthem looked the same on both things. And they were True. like, so like, it's different in the case that like, okay, at least it looked the same. Like, this didn't look the same. Like, you were lying to us. Mm-hmm. And we know that you knew how this looked. There's no possible way that your company didn't know that this looked like trash when it was going to come out on the Switch, you know? Right. But but what a train wreck that's been! Like what an absolute train wreck that's been, guys. Yeah, I remember I remember what? watching one of the videos in particular. Like, of course, there's the dumb glitchy things, but there was one point where it was so bad that two characters were walking at each other, but as the camera started to shift in a 2D fighter, like the camera will pan a little bit to catch the edge of the you know scenery, and then back and forth, you know, depending on where people move. Right. As they were moving towards each other, there got to be a point, and then they started shifting diagonally. And then one went straight up to the camera through the camera <laughs> as the other one fell back into the background. <laughs> and then yeah. when they moved back together, it was the same sort of thing, but then back apart. Like, that is – that's broken beyond broken. Yeah. I, I just – I can't fathom. And the fact that it was $70, like – that's that's the wild thing yeah. like it it was just bad like bad isn't even the right word yeah it's ridiculous uh and talking about something else that's ridiculous this isn't necessarily an official fan traction but it's a discord thing that i'd love to bring up uh and this goes into more of the multiplayer co-op stuff that is driving me nuts right now uh, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I've already had serious problems with them. I told everybody that I've had serious problems with them because of their whole anti-cheat situation where I can't cross-play anymore. But they have announced their uh, DLC price guide, basically. Like, what oh, their no. DLCs are going to cost. Which, first oh, of all, this is a $40 no. game. Out the gate. This is not a free-to-play games as a service sort of thing. It's on Game Pass. But like I said, you pay for Game Pass. You pay for the game with your subscription to Game Pass. This is not a free game in any way, shape, or form. And I, I guess nobody would expect it to be completely free because this is what Dead by Daylight does. But their price guides are insane. Their premium content, which is <laughs> their example for this, is Nico Taro Leatherface, which is 
The Leatherface Nobody Wants from, I think, the Netflix version or whatever that everybody thinks is a shit movie. I'm not a horror guy, so I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure nobody wants this. $15.99 for just that character. Uh, for normal baseline new characters, the for for victims and family, they will be nine ninety nine per uh, executions. So different executions for the family members will be six ninety nine per uh, cosmetics, which would be clothing and weapons, will be four ninety nine per, and then free content will be free, which is maps, etc. Yeah, I definitely thought you were gonna say free content was gonna be like one ninety or something like that. I was no. just bracing myself for the stupidity of that. This uh, uh, this came from Jason. Uh, Jason actually then also posted on our uh, our Discord feed. Uh, um, somebody did a mock up, but it was like a joke one, and it was crossplay fifteen ninety nine, instant ready lobby nine ninety nine, sissy songs six ninety nine, <laughs> and shout out from devs four ninety nine, and then it was like free content menus and settings etc free. <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, the pricing is insane to me. Um, we do live in a games of service world, but I think that this is an outrageous like violation. This would be I would be actually okay with this pricing if it was a free to play game. If it was like, hey, free to play, but we're gonna charge this yeah. much per character. Okay, I got you. That's where you're gonna make your money. But this isn't free to play, this is forty dollars. Forty dollar game base game with tons of bugs, uh, to where they've taken away crossplay. They're still doing tons of balancing issues. Uh, and you can actually go on to Reddit. They're still having serious issues just in general with what the game is quality-wise to their people. Like, they haven't gotten it at base level quality. Um, and then they released this pricing guide, which is just dumb as shit. I don't... I really had fun with Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was playing with my buddies online. Really had fun with it. Um, they took that away from me, which pissed me off. But now they've done this, and I... I just don't know, like, fun gameplay does not overwrite how shitty this pricing is. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I almost wish, like, as much as, like, we bitch about it, like, the, the whole... I, I wish they would have just done the thing to where you buy premium currency, but you can't just buy a flat amount and get what you need and, like, you know, have none left over. Right. Like it's like they're just skipping that step. Yeah. And saying like, well, instead of, you know, spending like four dollars and then two dollars to buy everything and you'll have like a couple credits left over or whatever. I just get just give us the money. Like what bothers uh, me also is that with the exception of the licensed characters in Dead by Daylight, you can actually earn in-game currency. Hey, it takes forever. I'm not going to say that grind isn't a real fucking but fuck, okay? It's real long and hard, but it mm. is, in fact, a way to earn that in-game <laughs> currency to where you can get new characters, because I did. I've gotten new characters via playing the game and earning it. Texas Chainsaw, as far as I can tell so far, has no way of doing that. It is spend the money, buy the characters, or fuck off. And that also is, I think, the biggest egregious sin here. You know what I mean? These games... You know, all of these multiplayer games, Before Honor, Call of Duty, all of them, they all have some way, well, most of them have some way to earn that 
that premium currency through a ton of grinding to where it lessens the blow of making these things priced. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, with this, there's no way for that. It's just you pay or you go away. And that's not... I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, I think I think that people would be much more willing to accept this if it was like, these are the prices. But also, if you play a ton, you might be able to earn a character every month or so. You know what I mean? Uh, right. But they don't do that. And that's not cool. Not cool at all. Uh, but that's it for fan traction. We only had one fan. I don't think every. I don't think everybody liked. I don't think anybody really likes it when it's just a Zach Lonely show. Uh, I mean, I you also gave camera. it a name. The cheese stands alone. Like I think people were confused. Well, the cheese did stand alone. The I am the cheese, and I stood very alone. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, so we are going to talk about the Xbox links today. Um, Xbox had a massive leak uh, that basically came out of the FTC trials. I believe this was all like yes, like secondary FTC leaks, mm-hmm. which in a lot of way they're not leaks because almost all of this shit is just for everybody out there. I want to let you guys all in on a little secret. Anything that is filed in a courtroom, unless it is specifically sealed by the federal government or it is in direct relation to like uh, um, a minor, uh, you can just go online and look it up. Like that's how LawTube gets their shit, man. Um, like everything, like your mortgage is online right now. I can go to the website. I can look at your mortgage. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's public record. People don't realize mm. that they think things are much more like. Uh, I guess private than they actually are, but that's one not... thing I learned when I bought a house. Yeah, <laughs> just it's all online. You just go, you find it. There it is. That that's it. Uh, so all of this stuff was was somewhere in a court document. You know what I mean? Like it, it was going to come out because all of this stuff comes from like the, the um can't remember what the process is called in a in a legal thing the um discovery. It's all because of discovery. It all gets put into exhibits and then it becomes a courtroom document which becomes filed and then bam, you can go find it. So like, it's not like it wasn't public already. Uh, So I think that this would have all come out anyway because of the trial, but we're going to get into some of it. We're going to talk about some of the crazier ones, have a little fun with this. Uh, But we're going to do this in a second. We'll be right back. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, let's get into our talking point. Xbox had a leak from the FTC trials. We just talked about it. Most of it was, you know, going to be public domain anyway, I think. Uh, But some real evil shit came out of this, too. Like, very, like, not even evil in the way that, like, we usually talk about evil, but I mean like evil empire stuff, like yeah. laughing evil about empire. the little guys stuff, you know, like, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, so what are we, uh, what are we, what are we talking about first? The dead by daylight devs, so, or do we want to move on past that? I think we can move on past that. I was just going to go from this list down. Okay. Uh, starting with the Microsoft considered buying Nintendo. Well, the first thing um, on the list was Dead by Daylight Dev's new game is Fortnite meets... No, no, no. It's, oh, never mind, never mind. I'm reading the wrong thing. 
You said like, the what shittiest article. You There's so about. many fucking American Express ads in here. And I know. Fucking penis ads and everything else in here, man. <laughs> it's hard to find my place. Uh, they've got ads this is for Kotaku. fucking Kotaku. It, Kotaku, it's Kotaku sucks too. It's like, uh, it's like not even they some suck. like rando news thing. It's they like actually. It's like Kotaku. Kotaku sucks, man. Reading an article <laughs> on Kotaku is like, oh, it's like daily so, motion. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, the considered yeah, the Nintendo. One. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he wanted, uh, Phil Spencer wanted to buy Nintendo. Um, and apparently they were also considering Valve and Warner Brothers as well when they were on their, you know, big old purchasing spree. Uh, he's the, the, the word, the phrase was, uh, getting Nintendo would be a career moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently Nintendo, like, it's not in this part of it because I actually had this as one of my newsy bits for mm-hmm. what would have happened last week. Um, apparently Nintendo actively kind of laughed at them and said, yeah. we'll be fine. <laughs> I think it's really funny that uh, you have uh, uh, Phil Spencer actually saying somewhere in an email that... Uh, that Nintendo's future lies off of... Uh, that's one of the things that I want to point out from this. Nintendo's future lies off of their hardware, off of their own ha- hardware. It's just taking Nintendo a really long time to realize that. Uh, and then it was like a long time smiley face. Like, what, what fucking weird fucking evil shit to say, man, when you're like... I, I think eventually they'll realize they suck. Uh, it's just taking them a long time. It's like watching... And then he took a puff uh, of his stogie and drank his fucking whiskey and then pet his, like, completely white purebred cat. Like, it's fucking uh, weird shit to say, man. It's akin to, like, a wealthy family member being on their deathbed and you're just like, eh, you know, once Nana goes, you know, (laughs) I go buy a new car. Like, I... Like... (laughs) <laughs> I think I, I also just want to say, side note, if you run a business, if you are running a business, whether it be at the highest level CEO of a Microsoft company or the smallest little dude running a, a, a small, let's say, a TTRPG company, just 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 between those, don't fucking use emojis in your business emails. Yeah. What is wrong with you, man? Smiley face? What are you, a fucking tween? What are you doing with your life, man? Jesus. Well, you know, this is also the man who shows up on stage in, like, business, but, like, that's fucking shirt underneath. I don't think he I'm wears just... that in real life. I think that shit, anytime no, he's just... on camera, he's like, make sure I got that weird gamer casual look, because gamer that, that's casual his brand, with, like, man. Air Jordans. Oh, yeah. When he's not, when he's not on camera, he's wearing a fucking three-piece suit made out of the skins of hookers. Um, (laughs) I I do also want to say, just think about the fact that Microsoft has enough money to potentially consider purchasing Valve, Valve, Nintendo, and Warner Brothers. That's insane. I want, and and I also want to point out uh, a while ago, one of the things Xbox defended when this whole FTC thing started, one of their like big defenses were, we can't use Microsoft money. 
we can only use Xbox money to do these purchases. And I said bullshit. This mm -hmm. is definitive evidence that's bullshit because there's no way Xbox alone has the money to potentially buy Valve. That's fucking nuts, man. Uh, right. But so they're, they're leveraging Microsoft money and they always have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they absolutely have to be, yeah. especially given the fact that the Steam Deck exists now. Um, they're like Valve is now a hardware manufacturer with that and like, you know, they're the the VR thing that they have. Right. I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, but yeah, they're a they're a hardware manufacturer and a software game store and in some very rare cases, publisher like. Yeah. They, they are basically effectively on par with they're doing what Nintendo wants to do mm -hmm. on like Microsoft and Sony's level. Yeah. And I, I think that that is something people need to start taking stock in is Valve is uh, Valve is just as big, if not bigger than Xbox and Sony. And mm -hmm. uh, um, and again, so if Microsoft ever even consider or so Xbox ever even considered it, they're definitely spending Bill Gates's Papa Bill's money. You know, there's mm -hmm. no way they're not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next one on this list of uh, list of fun little bits of information, <laughs> uh, Bethesda might be working on an Oblivion Master. And yes. I think that that would be very interesting because yeah. for a number of years now, there's been a mod team making something I, I think we have actually referenced it before sky oblivion sky oblivion yes mm -hmm. um i would not be surprised if while you know they're very friendly to the mod community i think something like that would be targeted if they are actually doing an oblivion remaster because while it's a different company nintendo did the same thing with the uh the metroid 2 remake fan project yep. Granted, you know, Nintendo's really crazy about that stuff. But it was very suspicious timing that that was targeted like a month before the Metroid 2 remake was announced. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing with this, right? Um, the, the Sky Oblivion. Okay. First of all, just off topic, I think Oblivion getting a remaster would be interesting to me as a gamer. Because Oblivion was one I could never really get into, and I feel like if yeah. they gave it a little bit more of that Skyrim juice, I could go back to it, maybe really enjoy it, uh, or 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 get some play out of it. Um, aside from that, one thing about the Bethesda mod community, compared to other games, yes, they are kind of friendly to their modding community. However. They are also very, very gatekeepy about what becomes official content and what is blocked from the mod store. I want to point out uh, Skyrim Together. That's what it's called, right? Skyrim. Oh, yeah. I forgot about they that. They blocked that. They will not yeah. allow that in their mod store, which means you have to go to Skyrim Together. You have to download the mod and do all of the like setup stuff yourself. They can't their actually put it yeah. in the Bethesda... They can't. They, they they can't put it in the Bethesda like mod server. Uh, so there are certain things that Bethesda has been very gatekeepy around. Very, 
very put a kibosh on certain things like that. Um, and while I'm not exactly, I'm not really read up on the whole blocking of the Skyrim together thing, um, as to the reasons of it, I would not put it past them to do this. They definitely like choose the mods they want on there in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, it would be very easy for them to be like, yeah, Sky Oblivion's not happening. Buy our remaster. Um, which yeah. is ridiculous, is completely ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do think that, going back to the positive end of this, sure. um, I really do think that an Oblivion remaster would be very interesting because I know myself, I've talked at length with my you know history with mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls 4 yeah. and 5, and trying to go to Oblivion from Skyrim does not feel great. <laughs> well, and you know what's crazy is, uh, so I, I play with a group of guys. Uh, sometimes they listen to the show. If you guys are listening, you know who you are. But they're very, they were huge Morrowind fans. Uh, and then Morrowind, uh, they, 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 they always say that Morrowind had the most freedom. Uh, and then it's slowly gotten less and less as they've released games. Uh, and that they didn't like Skyrim because it wasn't as free as Morrowind. I hated Morrowind. Uh, just just hated the way it played. I hated certain things like the whole jumping to gain skill points. Like so, you just had to jump <sighs> everywhere. Like jump it was fucking lot. stupid. Um, th there was a lot of things in it that I I think systematically Skyrim was better refined than Morrowind. Um, but I I kind of see the perspective if there was more freedom in Morrowind. So what I'd like to see is I'd like to see remasters of maybe Morrowind and Oblivion don't take any of the content away, the freedom, but maybe refine those skills uh, to be more like Skyrim, you know what I mean? So that those yeah. are a little bit more like tight and logical while keeping just the, the rest of the game the way it is uh, so that I think that would bring me into it and get me much more involved. Plus... Those games do not hold up graphically. Neither uh, Oblivion no. and Morrowind look terrible. I've tried to go back to them a couple of yeah. times, and so I think that uh, they're they're ripe for the remaster kind of like thing. I just hope that they don't just like give it a graphical update and stick it out there. I hope that they kind of like refine same graphics, but now in four K. Yeah, like that's yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that is the one like. I, I hate that kind of remaster because you've done nothing with it. Like, yeah. but there's of course a fine line between, well, at what point does it turn into a remake? Like, right. you know, and of course a remake, you know, it's gotta be something that really is going to bring people in something like, you know, final fantasy seven remake, yeah. like that is going to get that cult following and going to make sense to do. Oblivion well, you know, has a following. It does. It has a huge Is it going to be worth the quote-unquote Bethesda development time that all of these things get now Yeah. to be worth a full remake? I, I think with a remake for Bethesda, what they'll probably do is it'll be one of those like three-month like, hey, we're working on this and it's coming out in three months, you know? Yeah. I will, yeah, I also, give, I will also give Bethesda this, okay? Their, their resales of their product, while I think it's shitty that basically every two years they repackage Skyrim and sell it to us, they have <laughs> always managed to give us something new for that purchase yeah, that's true. price. Which, I know there's going to be a lot of people who are like, come on, Zach. But like, in fairness, 
The first time I bought it, I just bought the base game for 360. The second time I bought it, all the DLCs were included. The third yeah. time I bought it, all the DLCs were included, and I had all these mods that were extra. Mm. So, like, I feel like every time I purchase the game, I've gotten a little bit more out of it. And they've never broken the $50 limit. So if you brought Oblivion, right? If you took Oblivion and you gave it a graphical update... Uh, so that it's into this era, maybe kind of refine some of the controls a little bit, refined a little bit of the character creation, that sort of thing. Uh, you brought it into this era a little bit, and you packaged all the DLC with it. I could understand a forty or fifty dollar price tag. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, same thing with Morrowind. Do that, and then you might get me back in. And I think those would be big boons for Game Pass. They would be easy wins. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Wins. Uh, um, you want to move on to the next one? Yeah. So this one is that uh, we've talked about this a lot and Oh, hot damn. Yeah. Is this one on point? Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer at one point referred, uh, mentioned that AAA game developers have lost their mojo. Yeah. Overall, uh, more so stating that they're slow to react to like the disruption of these digital storefronts that allow for things like indies to take over, which is absolutely true. Uh, the indies that we've talked about before, indies are now setting the pace overall for the AAA space. The AAA games are now trying to chase all of the trends or are bringing back franchises that have been given the uh, spiritual successor treatment mm -hmm. over on the indie side. Yeah. I think that, like, again, we are heading towards a collapse of the AAA. And, and really, it's not going to be like a the pillars went and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down sort of situation. It's not a bang. It's a whimper. And what, what is going to end up happening with this is just slowly you're going to see AA and single A, which we're already seeing getting more and more traction in the public eye and the media eye, while AAA games just keep getting shit of, like, loot boxes, microtransactions, uh, bad graphics, bad Switch versions, servers are down, just over and over and over again to the point where we're going to end up seeing that, like, I mean, AAA, AAA spends too much money period. They spend too much mm -hmm. money on themselves. There's no regulation on them whatsoever, so they spend too much money on these games. They try to do too much with them. And then they literally cannot make enough to get out of them what they, they need to. You know what I mean? So, And you've already seen a ton of these companies, like Embracer just laid off a bunch of people because of that insane deal falling through with the Saudi Arabian government. Like... Like, that's insane to me. Like, that's the level of, of psychos that we've got going on. And this is a company that just bought five studios. Like, there's no there's no anything. There's just everybody's flying by the seat of their pants, and they're spending so much money, and they're trying to do so much that they don't need to do. Uh, you know? Like, you look at the most popular games last year. None of them are, like, graphically the greatest. Like, Except possibly Starfield. Starfield was very popular, but I would also say that Starfield came with a lot of mixed reactions to it. You know, it didn't, it's not like it didn't have its fair share of bugs and its fair share of downsides. You know, 
I don't like th- how they brought this game out, but Tears of the Kingdom is probably going to be one of the big contenders for Game of the Year. That's not that graphically appealing. Like, it's fine, it's pretty, but it's not, like, going to blow your fucking mind. Uh, and Nintendo didn't spend too much on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, these right. companies are spending too much on it. Like, my Game of the Year is still stands at Remnant 2. Remnant 2 is just a simple, straightforward game with decent graphics that does what it needs to do, you know? Uh, hell, Dave the Diver's in, 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 the, in the conversation. It's a 2D sprite game about a fat guy who fishes and makes a sushi shop. You know, like, it's... The, these AAA companies are just sitting there with the woulda instead of shoulda sort of mentality, you know? I think the crux of all this really comes down to in this article here that we're looking at on it, there's two parts to this of the quotes. The second part of it is that basically all the publishers now are leveraging these 200 to 300 million dollar productions to keep afloat. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where everything is like the problem with everything is. Instead of, you know, trying to spend $300 million to make this massive game that you have to support for a ridiculous amount of time to be able to try to make your money back on it in the end. Right. And hoping and praying that you make, you know, at least, you know, $350 million. Mm-hmm. You could have a game that's just an experiment or like a dude with an idea or a small team with an idea that let's say spends $50,000 to make a game overall. Right. You slap it up on sale and it turns out to be god forbid a quality product. Right. And it takes off like fucking wildfire because good word of mouth, you know, gets mm-hmm. things that that's like that's how I found out about Pizza Tower. Yeah. Pizza Tower is yeah. a small team. Yeah, development Another on one. it. You that know, would be that, that, in the conversation, I think, at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't played it in a hot minute, but I mean, it's fucking fantastic. And again, another example of mm-hmm. the the third party bringing back something that was a hit a while ago that people want more of in the Wario Land games, mm-hmm. but nobody's doing it. So, hey, we're going to have these people do it. And holy shit, there's an appetite. It's almost as if it's almost as if the companies should listen to what people want. Now, of course, that's a loaded thing because, you know, we can sit here all day and say, oh, well, you know, the fans want this. The fans want this. The fans want this. And then, okay, well, here it is. And then if they don't buy it, then, you know, well, we never get one ever again, you know. So, I mean, it's easier said than done. It's a more nuanced conversation. But that's it is kind a more of, nuanced conversation. Yeah. I don't know how much time we can spend on this. I think right. one thing I do want to add is I find it funny that that Phil Spencer is kind of calling the pot, you know, yeah. you know, black while he's the kettle. I think the, the, the how many times has Microsoft, like, failed to accomplish their goals in AAA market? I mean, they're probably one of the biggest... Uh, they've got like the biggest failure track record in the last 10 years when it comes to like big AAA development companies. 
I will say, I don't know that I necessarily, I, I agree with you on the appetite thing, but I think that like more than that, if you just sit down and you think about what a game needs to be to exist and what you want to do with it, and you make it a quality game, it's going to find an audience. It's going to find an audience and people are going to enjoy it. I mean, 100% of the time, probably not. There'll probably be a miss here and there. But still, like, sit down, make a quality game. Don't worry about, like, well, does every leaf on the tree fucking move? Like, you don't need that. You just need to create a game that people enjoy. You need to create a good, decent product. Concentrate on yeah. that without overreaching. And these companies just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, on to the next one there, Neil. Lead us, oh God. Yeah, so the next one here, yeah, Microsoft expected a Red Dead Redemption 2 next-gen refresh. Um, not only did they not get that, um, they got a repackage of Red Dead Redemption right. uh, with nothing other than a barely a fresh coat of paint on it with a full, uh, what was it, a $50 price tag on it. Yeah. H I Larius. That's just side note. Rockstar, why the fuck did you even bother? Like, I don't understand what they have done with Red Dead Redemption Two. So you released this game, critically acclaimed, player base acclaimed, everybody loved it, and then you kill it. You basically slowly kill it. You never release any real DLC for it. You do the online mode and you never really add anything good to it. Uh, so you kill that, you kill development for it. Even though there's an entire movement on Twitter to get you to put more stuff into it. Mm -hmm. But no, you just keep hedging your bets on GTA 5. And then when the time comes to at least just refresh it for the next gen, you do the first game. Why the fuck did you even bother making Red Dead Redemption 2? I'm so pissed about that because I loved Red Dead Online. I loved playing it with my friends and there just wasn't anything to do and they just never added anything. And it's just it's just one of the biggest irritating things. Like I don't understand why Rockstar even bothered making the game in the first place at this point. I think, now this is just my own personal opinion um, and I don't know as if others would agree with it. But I almost wonder if Red Dead Redemption 2 was made existing. They tried to make the online component and Red Dead Redemption 2 be one and the same, meant to be a single solitary package, but couldn't push it together and just decided that they were just going to like, well, this is just a single player game. It's it's like the standard live service, you know, of, well, this isn't taking off real quick and not making millions of dollars like that. So, yeah, we're done. The like, problem with it was is they didn't even put enough ways for people to make money off of it. You know what I mean? There, there was, like, you could buy some gold stacks in it, but, like, like, some premium currency, but, like, they didn't put anything in it to even bring anybody in. Like, to the point where there's tons of people who were playing it. You know what I mean? Like, I just... It just didn't make any sense, like, at all to me. But we can move on. Speaking of things that do make sense, but this headline is very deceptive as a part of this. Um, so three-quarters of Xbox gamers had an Xbox Series S. Yeah. Um, what is very deceptive about this, what I feel, uh, because it kind of gives it away in the second part of it, um, you know, 
only uh, it said 74.8% of Xbox Series owners had an S. However, about a year later, the split was 50-50. It's because the Series S was a weaker console. Nobody could get the X, so they just bought the S to say, to heck with it, at least I got that. Yep. Now that the Xs are available, they want them because uh, we'll kind of smooth slide right into the next one on this because it's related mm -hmm. um, that Microsoft underestimated Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> so much so that they were dead set. They swore up and down parity between the S and the X. There is no superior console. They could not get split screen mm -hmm. working on the Series S mm -hmm. so much so that that game made them break that promise. Um, it is a much more underpowered console. It's not a bad console, but it's not aimed at it. it, it rather, it is aimed at a very particular group mm -hmm. or type of gamer. It is somebody who has kids. It is somebody who and Series S is not their primary console. It is somebody who really just plays games on Game Pass occasionally. They're not people who buy discs. They're not people who care about having a hundred, a ton of different games all at once because it's got a small hard drive on it. Even with the refresh of the console that they're doing here with the one terabyte storage on that, it's not going to move units because mm -hmm. for an extra, what, $100, you can get the superior console. Right. I, I love what they said about Baldur's Gate 3, too. A second-run Stadia PC RPG. Second-rate. Boy, that aged like fine cheese in the sun. How's that shit <laughs> taste in your mouth, Phil? How's that... Is that how's that... Just let that kind of wa just waft around in your mouth. Really get a mouthfeel for that peanutty shit that you are eating right now. I do want to say, in their defense, everybody underestimated Baldur's Gate 3 to the point where... AAA developers scrambled to bash it as being too good. Uh, right. Like, like nobody expected Baldur's Gate three to be what it was, um, which is which is funny to me. That also shows the arrogance and stupidity of AAA developers. They they truly believe what they have is the best. Period. Nothing mm. to be touched because they think that it's all about graphics and ray tracing and all that shit. And it just just isn't, guys. And I'm not going to say Baldur's Gate 3 isn't a beautiful fucking game. It is. But, like, really, at the end of the day, make a quality product and the rest follows, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the next one... Uh... <sighs> There, there's an argument for this one for sure. <laughs> uh, Phil Spencer wasn't impressed by the PS5 reveal. Um, I, I think, yeah, uh, it was. I think it was done kind of strangely uh, with how they revealed it. They just announced more games and then was like, "Hey, uh, by the way, uh, here this is the price on it," and that was about it. Um, they, uh, Phil Spencer described the Xbox Series X slash S line as a better product than what Sony has, not just on hardware, but a quali uh, but equally important in the software platform and services. Um, services, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, software, uh, there's definitely an argument to be made because that's been the rugged, running joke now for the past few years. 
is Microsoft has nothing first party that's really taken off. Starfield's been the last thing that's come out in the past few years that's been like, oh, I guess there is a reason to have an Xbox console. Um, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, the the waters have definitely been muddied. But at the same time, uh, Phil Spencer has also kind of moved away from their messaging over with the Xbox as a whole, like that it's going to be an evolving platform mm -hmm. that, you know, the 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 series line is like the line of consoles and we're not going to, you know, do any special which way about anything. And they're going to be, they're going to have parody across the board, which we just talked about is not going to be a thing. Walked away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we don't have to spend too much time on this. I will say yeah. that, uh, I stand by what I said when these consoles were first revealed. Uh, I do think Xbox series X on an objectively, Apart from all the evil bullshit from either company on all the other stuff, objectively, Xbox Series X is a better system. It is. I think that, like, the offerings that PlayStation 5 have given us have not been great, especially since they had to walk back the whole it-can-only-play-on-PlayStation-5 thing and put it on a PlayStation 4 anyway in a lot of cases. I think that, like... Uh, that kind of defeats the software argument a little bit. I hear what you're saying about the first party thing, but I think that like mm -hmm. the whole walking it back thing hurts them more than helps them. Uh, yeah. I think Game Pass, that's the reason you have an Xbox console. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. Highest value. As much as I hate to say it, highest valued thing in gaming right now. Um, and then uh, as far as hardware, yeah, I've always said X kind of blows PlayStation out of the water. And aesthetically, PlayStation 5 is a gaudy piece of shit, man. Aesthetically, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the ugliest fucking console in the history of video game consoles. Say possibly the PlayStation 3. That fucker was ugly. Like, OG PlayStation 3 was disgusting. Oh, it, yeah, it, it was. was. This thing is gaudy, ugly shitbox. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the Series X objectively is a better system. What they've done with it, what's come out on it, I don't know. But... The whole line about it, him not being impressed about it, it's kind of silly to bring this out as a big thing, in my opinion, because like mm -hmm. you're going up against a, another company and revealing, and you're talking internally to your people. Why would you say, hey, uh, our shit is shit? You know what I mean? Like I feel like right. I feel like you're talking to your troops. You're not going to tell them you're going to lose the battle. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I no, feel like absolutely. I feel like this is saber rattling. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like this is true line indicative of what like we should really be talking. I, I feel like if you were looking at the emails on the PlayStation side, they'd say the same goddamn thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this next one, I, I mean, I was never a fan of the series, so I didn't really know a whole heck of a lot about it. And honestly, yeah. until I read this here, it was like, oh, wow, really? Um, so I guess... Uh, What's it called? Uh, like a dragon. Like a dragon. The, yeah. Accidentally, kind of like not like accident. Like, oops, here's an Xbox version. Right. But uh, they got an Xbox version of that game due to a weird exclusivity agreement uh, mm -hmm. regionally. Um, I think it's hilarious that like. Uh, that something like that can happen. <laughs> what I think so funny too is it opened the door for them to get 
a ton of other Yakuza games that are now basically on there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, uh, and Like the Dragon is one that I've considered multiple times. I just can't deal with tons of huge story uh, cutscenes, and Yakuza has just I was tons say, of ridiculous like cutscenes. of your whole fucking uh, existence. Like, I... The the turn based play looks so much fun for the combat. Mm. It just looks cool every time I've seen a video. But then it's like a te- one ten minute cutscene. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I gotta do something else. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's interesting. But um, yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, talking about weird, gaudy shit uh not sure how accurate this mock-up is here but uh, apparently there's a lot of information about uh brooklyn codename mm. brooklyn it's their new uh the series x refresh yeah uh now uh project keystone was also mentioned in, in this stuff too but keystone was the one that we knew about that got canceled about yeah it was a year year and a half ago yeah. that was like the tiny streaming only console yeah um so uh project brooklyn uh from what it looks like is it's going to be usb type c same price um wi-fi 6e all you know basically beefed up in the networking and performance uh, stand from the network and performance standpoints with lower power draw. But the biggest, most important thing about this is it's going to be completely all digital. Um, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do that with the series S refresh and give it the whole specs of the X. Yeah. Uh, Because they, I mean, again, like we were just mentioning, like, for an extra hundred dollars, you can get a Series X anyways. It just has a disk drive in it. Yeah. Why aren't you doing that? Um, and coupled with that, we'll just slide on to the other one here that's associated with it. A new Xbox controller uh, with a rechargeable battery. Thanks, sweet God. Um, built into it standard. Um, but there's some interesting other uh, stuff with it. Um Apparently, it's going to have lift to wake. So, like, when you pick up the cons, the the controller, um, it like wakes the controller up. So there's no like booting up of the controller. I know sometimes even with my Series X, I'll press and hold the button, and I'll have to hold it for like three to five seconds before it cuts on, and then realizes, oh hey, we should probably turn the Xbox on now. Um, and it also would have direct to cloud streaming, so you can effectively connect this controller to your Wi-Fi, basically, or to the device that you're streaming cloud gaming with, uh, which would reopen the door to their uh, all-cloud future. Um, the one thing, though, that I really hope they don't do, I really hope they don't keep this dumbass half-white, half-black. <laughs> like, they dipped it in a vat of paint and was like, ah, I changed my mind and just pulled it out partway through. Yeah, uh, so on both of these, uh, first of all, the Series X refresh going all digital. Look, we're at all digital. We don't need games anymore. I I hate to be this guy. I hate to be this guy. There's no trade market for it anymore. Uh, uh, GameStop doesn't give you shit, and GameStop is a crazy company anyway. there's, There's no real value to having the games, especially since... Every one of them require internet 
and they require a day one patch to play in the first place. So like there's just there's there's just no reason for us to have digital copies anymore. It sucks. I'm a 42 year old man. I come from an age where all the games I own, I have a chest behind me with a ton of PlayStation 1, 2, Nintendo 64, Nintendo, Sega games in there uh, that I love. But we're, we're just past it. We're past it. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things that has gone away, and it's, it's fine. Uh, it's not something I love that it's gone, but really the market for the, the big reason to have the physical is that it gives you that value. There's no value to them anymore. Anyway, the, the, they only cost people extra money <laughs> at this point, and I just, yeah. it, it, we don't need it. So I, I get that. Um, the Xbox controller, the only thing I'll say about it, I do not want Lyft to wake on anything. Because I don't, yeah. Want, yeah. I don't want any sort of automatic wake to any of my things ever. Because you want to know why? I, I have a dog. It will bump the table. The Xbox will turn on. I have a fucking kid who will pick it up. The Xbox will turn on. I might bump the thing and the Xbox turns on. I don't want my shit randomly turning on. Right now, I have an Xbox One upstairs. OG Xbox One. Once a day, it turns on for no reason. No reason. There's no controller hookup to it. There's no way for anybody to press the button. I'll just go up there. It's just on. Why is this on? I'm the only one home and I'm not upstairs. What the fuck? We'll just be sitting there. She'll be on the couch. I'm here. We don't have a connect, by the way. Want to point that out too. And it'll just boop, boop and just turn on. What the fuck, man? I don't want anything to automatically turn on ever. So, and that's one thing I know. Uh, I dealt with a lot with our Xbox One. My one cat... This beautiful being right here would constantly, <laughs> constantly, <little> constantly, <laughs> she realized that it was touch sensitive. I shit you not, I make <laughs> no exaggerations, would boop her nose on it to turn it on and knew where the eject button was. I remember specifically one time I bought Doom 2016, had it in the console. I came home from work one day and I cut the, the Xbox on. And I tried to play the game and it said the disc wasn't in there. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, there's no way it wasn't in there. I was looking around. I found it under the bed and I found her right there with it. She had picked it up, pulled it right out of the thing and went away <laughs> with it. It is actually the reason why we bought our Xbox One S. <laughs> That is the actual reason why we bought our Xbox One S, because it was a physical button. So, yeah, lift awake, same situation. Yeah. My dogs are absolute chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to be turning the console on. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I'll point out the last one, which is the Microsoft, because uh, it kind of goes right into what we've been talking about. Microsoft sees this next Xbox yeah. as a cloud hybrid machine. I do want to talk on this. I think... Cloud gaming is starting to get bigger now, and mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's the worst thing ever, but I'm going to say this right now. We are not technologically at a point that cloud-based gaming can be the only thing. We just aren't. You have to have direct downloads. You have to be playing it off your hardware uh, to really get good service in some way, shape, or form. Even with Steam Link, you're playing it off your computer. You know what I mean? And it's streaming to your phone. You can't do the cloud-based stuff like solo by itself. And 
and and listen to me. I just said up top, digital's what it is now, and like I'm not somebody who's not gonna change with the times. It's just we're not there. We're not there. So this has to have at least, at least direct download to it. Otherwise, don't just it's it's a terrible way of doing things. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, of course, I'll absolutely agree with all of that. That said, I think this is referring to what it was that they were trying to do before. Um, you remember back when Crackdown 3 was announced and they were talking about leveraging the power of the cloud to make all environments destructible and everything like that. I oh, think this I is see. more so what they're talking about. But that's the okay. thing. Even that's this article point. calls it out. Like that they wanted to use the cloud to leverage, you know, the power of, you know, the cloud to, to like make games better. And it even says, where have I heard that before? Right. Because that's exactly what they were talking about doing. And it really turned out to be a, a whole lot of nothing overall yeah. as to like what it actually brought to the game overall. I think that's something that was ahead of its time. Yeah. I think this here would be decent but going back to the overall cloud conversation we do not have the infrastructure to have people play games that rely on that internet connection no. on that quick cloud connection we do not. to be able to like have things happen no. in real time there's too I many things even... on wi-fi there's... there's too many things my my kid tried to play i got her xbox game pass ultimate she literally couldn't play anything on the cloud-based gaming because our Wi-Fi isn't good enough. You know, like, I yeah. think that, like, no matter what, you have this. And it's not even because of the computer. The computer has the Wi-Fi that it could do. It's just, mm -hmm. you you just can't transfer that much data that fast. No. You know? Like, it was like, it was like a, I want to say it was something like a 20-second lag input delay. Oh, every time yeah, she played absolutely. a game. She couldn't play it. Like, she's seven. She was just screaming at it the whole time. So, like, I think that, like, we're just not there. Until cloud-based gaming can work on Wi-Fi, it's just not there, you know? Yeah, and that's an important distinction, too, because even, like, with a hardline cable, like, with a hardline cable, for what I pay for for my internet, I should have 500 meg down. Right. When I connect on my computer, I get those speeds yeah. because I have my direct line going straight into my modem. Yep. But I have a mesh network in my house. Yep. It's decent. I can pull okay speeds. But at the same time, like you mentioned, when you consider things like interference from other devices, you know, what all's on the network, wireless being inherently a slower connection speed one way or another, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have that hard wire, you straight up just can't. Like, you can't start alienating people mm -hmm. because they tried this before when they had that dumb online only requirement for the Xbox one. And of course the, uh, the line at that point in time is, you know, what do the people do who don't have a good internet connection? Oh, well we have a console for them. It's called the Xbox 360. It's tone deaf and it's idiotic. This type of jump, you can't make too quick. Yeah, because it's going to be just like they did before. Yeah. It's where they're trying to move too fast all at once. People aren't ready for it. Well, there is a future for it, just not yet. There is a future for it, just not yet. But I mean, you look at the country as a whole's infrastructure, and I don't like to right. get into political stuff. But I mean, everybody out there knows that like prices are going up, not down. It's harder to get basic, 
you know, things that you need. You know, everybody knows you only have one or two choices. Right, right. I mean, fuck. Taco Bell costs $50 now. Since when does Taco Bell cost $50? It's that kind of thing. damn. How much Taco Bell are you getting? (laughs) For one family. That's fair. I mean, it's still more expensive. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, don't call me fat on my show, you son of a bitch. On your Uh, birthday. uh, On my birthday. On your birthday of all days. It's his uh, birthday. It is my birthday. Yeah, you, you haven't actually wish said him a happy show. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that like everything's going up. So like, we're not looking at a future where it, and and just like you said, there's two companies. They're both shit, uh, and 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 they both are kind of together in their way of railroading you into shittier speeds than they necessarily mm-hmm. need to give you. Uh, internet is not going to be affordable anytime soon. Like the kind of internet required to cloud-based game on a on the reg is not going to be affordable in any way shape or form anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until it is on a widespread, it's not going to happen. There is also another fucking console that tried this shit. Stadia. It's dead and it's gone. <laughs> like like did yeah. we all forget about that? Like somebody tried that. So, yeah, I think that leveraging cloud-based game cloud-based stuff is one thing, but making a console require cloud-based anything is going to put you in trouble in the future. Um, Absolutely. So that's it. That's it for the talking point, right? That's it for the talking point. All right. Well, let's head into the news then. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our final segment, the news. This is where we take news headlines we want to tell you about, we want to riff about, we want to talk about, and just let you know what they are. I have two, Neil has two. So who should go first? I guess you should go first since you missed last week. Okay. So uh, the the I think one of the biggest ones, the biggest bits, and I would be surprised if you didn't put this on here on your list unless you were expecting me to have it. Mm. Um, Jim Ryan stepping stepping down at over at uh, PlayStation. I did not put that on my list. I did expect you to have it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Jim Ryan is finally stepping down. I believe it is time next year i think it was if i remember correctly i didn't save that part of the article but uh yeah he's moving on to other things uh it i think it's interesting that uh, now is the time that that is happening i almost wonder if he's just fucking burnt out from the whole dumbass microsoft stuff that's been going on i think so i think so i mean you add in their own dumbass stuff and it's a compound dumbass menagerie that maybe the dude just needs a fucking vacation you know i i don't blame him i mean honestly everything everything that's been going on with that whole thing is part of the reason why we changed the format a bit of what we do so and we're just two schmucks in a basement (laughs) yeah like i had too much and we're two schmucks in a basement yeah i think that like it it has been absolutely ridiculous especially since microsoft has won like basically, uh, yeah. At, at this, this point, point, basically, they've basically won, which means they can yeah. buy anybody from here on out. Um, all right, so my first one is going to be Bethesda did actually surprise release a new game uh, in the Elder Scrolls. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw this. So uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the mobile game Fallout Shelter. Uh, basically, what it was was for Fallout, you ran like a Fallout vault. 
And uh, it was kind of like a management sim sort of thing. Just a dorky little game. But a lot of people really liked it. A lot of people really loved it. Well, they've released one for Elder Scrolls. And I don't remember what it's called, which is sad, because that's what I'm supposed to be announcing right now. But if you look up Elder Scrolls on your mobile device, they've, they've released a Fallout Shelter-esque sort of game for Elder Scrolls, which, cool, I guess. I'm sure everybody who's been waiting for Elder Scrolls Six for the last fucking 20 years of their lives will be super happy with the small carbon copy of another game, mobile game, that they made. I mean, at least it hopefully is received better than Elder Scrolls Blades. <laughs> that I honestly literally had not thought about in actual years until you just brought this up. Yeah, Blades. So. Blades was a nightmare. I was excited for Blades. Yeah, they, they were hyping it up. It's shit. like, hey guys, it's a real Elder Scrolls game. It's not some <laughs> little, you know, play around, make believe, junk, trashy, you know, mobile game. And that's what it was. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, my next one. This one is just, I just think this is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, so GameStop has an official brand new CEO. Have you seen uh, this? Yeah, of course I've seen this. And yeah. I, so, uh, we, we actually talked about the brand new CEO when it went in, in July yeah. 20th, or I think it's July so or June. It gets, it, it gets so much better. So, uh, Ryan Cohen, it's like, he, he was like in the running. He was like a board member and everything. Or like when we talked about him yeah. last, he was talking about like, fucking weird like iphone changing the charge port and it's like that's mm -hmm. why video games need you know physical copies still <laughs> you know like please please come spend money at our stores <laughs> so ryan cohen he's been officially named as the new ceo of gamestop however he's getting no compensation for the position <laughs> and it's not like a, it's not like a, oh wow he's barely getting paid no he's literally receiving zero dollars and zero cents with no compensation at all no bonuses no stock options nothing, nothing. this guy is just like this is a hobby it's what it is it's just a hobby and it's he's a thing also is he he's also the founder and director of chewy the online dog dog food ordering stuff uh i know one of the other guys was i can't remember chewy guy I'm probably positive it's a Chewy guy because somebody stepped down and the Chewy guy took over as like CEO or president or something. Right. Uh, let me let me just double check here because uh, that's what we talked about was like he got like put in in like July or June and then now he's actually the president. All right. Well, my phone is deciding to not work right now, which is great. I just love the idea that like the GameStop people are also the Chewy people. Would you would you like Call of Duty? Would you also like <laughs> three pounds of dog food with that? Can we start? Uh, yeah, he was the Chewy guy. I, yeah, I told he was you. The chewy I told guy. you. I told you. Um, He's still the Chewy guy. He's running both companies, man. Yeah. And what's even funnier to me, I, God, I want GameStop to start selling dog supplies. Like, so bad. I want that to be the next story. That, like, GameStop also is the only storefront for Chewy. <laughs> oh, and, and okay. So just because we're talking about this. Sure. Uh, and I just looked this up here. 
So in my looking this up, one of the first news headlines on this was from CNBC. Uh, GameStop survival demands on, quote, extreme frugality, Ryan Cohen tells employees. In the note, which was obtained by CNBC, Cohen emphasized the company will have to avoid common industry pitfalls, such as buying bad inventory, which is like (laughs) 90% of what games are now, using leverage, which is like, I mean, what What the fuck are you going to leverage when nobody comes in to buy anything in the first place (laughs) and running expenses too high? I can only imagine that means one single at a store at any time or they turn the lights off when uh, there's no customers. Like, what what else do you do? What else do you do? I don't understand how there's GameStops anymore. Like, like after the years that we have had on the show talking about this company, I don't know how it exists anymore. Like, it's the most craziest thing. Um, My last one's just a funny one. Right now, until they've managed to patch it, which as of today, from everything I've seen, they have not. It is strategically better for the first time in a fighting game to play player one. In MK1, the new MK, there is a bug uh, or a glitch or something where as player one, you actually attack like a half frame second faster than player two. Oh, that is trash. Yeah. Not only, so like... So this is in addition to the Switch stuff. They have come to realize that like the, the, there is a player, if you're playing player one, you have a statistical advantage than player two. So what is what is messed up about that too? As somebody who's pretty into fighting, you're games, a fighting game guy. I is that. not only is there an advantage in that you get a frame advantage on things that you are you know wanting to do, trying to do anything like that. That also counts towards you know iframes, counterframes, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that also means that whoever is playing player two who is aware of that information has to take that into consideration when they look at everything that they are also going to do to counteract other things, yep. which uh, granted, I haven't gotten a lot of time a street fighter six. I at least got to play it for like 20 minutes finally, but that's <laughs> beside the point um, in street fighter four, especially it was entirely possible for when you did an ultimate move, you could input your command to do your ultimate move after the other person input theirs. Okay. So with that bit of information, you could absolutely time it to where they do theirs, but if you were the one that went second, unless that first person's was a counter ultimate, you were going to get it no matter what. Mm. That was something that was never addressed, weirdly enough. Right. Uh, which I is think beyond they addressed me. it in six. Oh, I remember. In I was going to say, I'm sure like they've addressed it type. since. Yeah. So, yeah, they've, they've got like V skills and like your supers now, because in four, it was more like a, when you take so much damage, it's right. like a revenge thing. So it was a little bit different. So it was probably skewed to be something like that. Right. But yeah, that that throws the meta of the game off so much. And that's something that they absolutely need to fix, especially before they start running tournaments with Mortal Kombat one, because they physically cannot at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
That's it for the news, then. In the, do you have yeah. one more? No, no, that's, yeah, it. that's it, right? All right, guys. Well, that's it. Nice, easy news today. Nice, easy news. So we're going to do our plugs, and then we're going to go to sleep. Yeah. That's not entirely true. I'm going to edit this, so... Neil's going to go uh, to sleep. Foot, I'm going to work well, for another hour. I and think half. football is still happening upstairs. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm going to bed just yet. Uh -huh. You got to find out if you're winning. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. Oh, I already know I, I am. I, I hate I, you for that. So, like tiny, and I don't even football like football fantasy corner. Tiny funny fantasy football corner. Last week I did actually lose. Um, I think it's because I tried to, like, I was Icarus who flew too close to the sun and <laughs> I won two in a row. So I'm like, I know what I'm doing now. Strategic choices that did not pay off. So uh, I just went back to my number go up strategy. Uh, and I don't have to pay attention like halfway through the one o'clock game. I had already won for the week. So I'm, <laughs> eh, I'm cool. <laughs> oh my God. I would. I would find you and hurt you. I like. I hate you I for them, man. That's just the worst. <laughs> I'm gonna be three and one now on the week. There's only one person God. doing better than me, right? Why didn't Kayla warn them, man? Why didn't Kayla warn them about the Neil so like after glow we, of after, accomplishing games? After things? we did the Never draft, that was that was that was the thing. Is after we did the draft, people were like, oh, what do you do? Wow, that's crazy. And Kayla's like, you can't have him play a game with you because he's going to take it too serious and he's going to figure out way too much, even if he doesn't know anything about what's going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll be right back with the plugs, guys. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, would you like to plug anything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we had 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 have 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 had been doing Whoa, lots of Redfall. Talk, a lot of words there. Ah, that was a lot of words. Have been doing Redfall. Well, the mm -hmm. reason that I stumbled was because I realized I didn't update my calendar to put it on it because we have to do more <laughs> recordings here soon. Yes. Uh, we did skip out last time due to some yeah. uh, conflict of scheduling and yes. abilities and whatnot. Yes. But uh, we are going to be recording some more of that hot pile of shit. And I was actually weirdly thinking about it the other day. Um, just because I realized we have not done anything outside of getting into the new area from the absolute stupid shit that we had to do to get there in the first place. We have got to get this game done so that I can get it off my fucking hard drive. So bad. Like, that thing takes up I 70 know. gigs. Especially, especially now that Party Animals has launched, and I feel like that might be one that we could do. I think I think the three of us playing Payday would be really fun. That would too. be interesting, like, too. I think that would be so much fun for the three of us to play Payday. But yeah, we're stuck in this fucking hellhole, hellscape. Uh, That's a problem I, when you make commitments. You have to yes, follow through with them. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm hoping we're at least nearing the conclusion. I can't We're nearing sure the halfway that. point. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, that will be coming back probably this Saturday. I can't 100% say that, but I think so. Um, as far as me, I have a big plug. Uh, you guys, some of you know this, some of you don't. Uh, for those who don't, I also run a very, very small tabletop role-playing game company called Axiom Games, LLC. Uh, we've released two games to date. 
Uh, but we are about to release our biggest game yet. It is called Single Mod. The system is all the game is done. We are going to be releasing that on itch.io uh, for only six dollars. Six dollars. If you go to itch on the day of release and just put single mod in the search bar, our game comes up. So please check it out if you are in any way, shape, or form a tabletop role-playing game person. I would really appreciate it. And again, it's only $6. Only $6 for the entire base system. There's no world with it. you got to kind of create your own world, but very excited to release this. And that will be released on the 9th. The 9th of October is when that is coming out. So, uh, yeah, so the 9th. It's Monday the 9th. It will be released. So please check that out. Please purchase it if it does interest you. I will also be doing on this channel a couple of, like, tutorial dives on the system just so that people can kind of, like, have some how-to guides. I think this week I'm going to try and put out one on just the basics of character creation uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so please check those out if is you're this, not on the fence. Is this not the system that you use for Astral, uh, Astral Drive? This is the system I use for Astral Drive. We stream that here. Thank you for parody. We do also do an actual par play here every other Wednesday. Uh, myself, which is Respite, PhilBilly330, and uh, Aethergios, we play Astral Drive. That is actually the system that we are releasing finally. Uh, we don't, we're not releasing Astral Drive, the actual setting piece, but we're releasing the system for it. So, again, only $6 for the system. Uh, and if you're on the fence about it, watch the videos that I release in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's good. The first one's going to come out before it, and then I'm going to kind of release videos for the next few weeks after it. Uh, so check those out. I would really appreciate it uh, if it's something that sounds cool to you. It is, again, we're doing things differently this time. It's digital only, $6 for a PDF, and then it just downloads to your computer and you have it. And you can play it. Yay. Well, you, sir, will have my $6. Oh, you're a sweetheart, Neil. You're a sweetheart, Neil. A sweet man, yar. Um, uh, I I would love when you do download it and you read it. I mm. want your opinion of what you think of the system because Neil actually has not played this one. I think this no, is one I of not. I, upper hand he played. He mm. did not get to play test this one with me, so I would love to hear your opinion on it. Um, and and maybe it'll be one that pulls you from D and D slightly. We'll see. Uh, other than that, uh, we can also, I think, at this point, announce that uh, as far as TTRPG stuff, we will be doing a one-off with Neil here. I'm kind oh, of yeah. surprised yeah, he didn't remember. do it. And uh, and his lovely wife, Kayla, the third member of our Lasso 3, we're actually been game mastered by Wizards Respite in a one-off of Sunfish sitting there. And just from character creation, it's going to be a doozy, guys. Oh, this is going to be... <laughs> fucking great it's, it's a role-playing heavy is... one shot where just three people are gonna go see like a fucking uh uh uh, uh an eclipse i think we're gonna go to a place to see yes an eclipse. they're very different people and it's gonna be a train wreck so i'm really excited about that that's october 12th other this than very that, well could be an odd couple <laughs> it really should odd really couple could. situations i'm very excited about it as far as gaming, there's plenty of other TTRPG stuff to check out. I don't want to only do that because this is a, the gaming half of our channel that I've kind of I've dipped into our TTRPG stuff. But uh, uh, as far as gaming goes, OMGM just started its third season. Really excited about that. That comes out every Thursday morning. 
Uh, and we also have Prelude to Divorce playing Oregon Trail a fucking again with Melissa every Sunday. Uh, yes, Red Fall Down, check that out as well. And then I have a couple of Snap Judgment reviews. I've been doing some good Snap Judgment reviews lately. Uh, Payday 3, I did that one. I, I've also did uh, uh, We Who Are About to Die. I did Starfield. I did Remnant 2. Uh, so you guys can check that out. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, you can also contact us on Facebook at OmegaMeNot. Oh uh, uh, I said it wrong. Restart. We'll do it live. You guys can yeah. check us out on Facebook at OmegaMeDH, on Twitter at OmegaMeNot. You can join our Discord links in the description below. Influence this and all of our shows from there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as long as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. See you guys next time. Pause. By the way, by the I way, listened, I listened to the Wizards respite on the D and D conversation yeah, because that was that was the one that I was waiting for you guys uh, to. You do. had said that was the one you were waiting yes. for. Yes. Yeah. Um, at the end, I was I was gonna type up this huge ass comment, <laughs> like, and I was just like, you know what? I don't know if it's worth all the time because, like, I had so many things to say, but honestly, what I would boil it down to. Just to just to like make the point as simple and concise as possible, you absolutely put a shit ton of work into it. There's no way, there's no way that I can argue that oh, there's a way to make it work with doing like ten minutes of work. No, fuck that. Character creation takes like hours. It's too much. It's too much. Once you get through that part of it, at that point, the game lives and dies by the DM. What well, you do in it, how, I, your experience, like even like my uh, the one thing I, I forget which book it's in, because this is how, of course, you know, Internet um actually yeah. I was going to be with it uh, was I remember there was one of the books that it straight up says like this rule book is not to be followed to the T. Right. Make your own shit. And that's what I do. Like, well, and straight I, I up think and down. that. Well, and, and I, I, I think the, the real problem with debating anything like that is at the end of the day, every role-playing game, every role-playing game lives and dies yeah. by the GM, DM, whatever you call them. The person who's mm -hmm. running the game, that's, that's where it lives and dies. And, like, <laughs> uh, I think that, like, that's, that's, that's one of the problems with that debate is that, like... <laughs> At the end of the day, I I feel like Wiz could have gone for the throat a little bit more with that too. He could have been like, mm -hmm. if you got to go to India, it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I I think that that's why I kind of stuck to some of the like the points on versatility that I don't mm -hmm. feel really work and uh, other things like that. But like, I feel like while it lives and dies by the DM, I feel like a DM has to do a lot more work to make something work. Mm -hmm outside of what D D is trying to do other than other games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you take like a fake core or something like that. You don't you don't necessarily have to do as much work to make that solo game work. You know what I mean? Whereas D D, I feel like you have to work a lot harder to make like a solo game work without a party and, and stuff like that. Um but at the end of the day, every game is like that. <laughs> like every game, if you have somebody running it who knows how to run it, it's going to be fine. You know, I yeah. still think, I still think combat is just too long and draggy for me to yes. ever, like, I don't, there's no amount of homebrewing 
for D and D combat that will ever make me go yay! Like it will and never make me want that. That's the one thing is like you do have to have people who are like on it. Like I know like yeah. myself, whenever I've played as a character. I already know what I'm going to do on my turn. And the right. second I finish my turn, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to do. And, right. and, you, like, and you have to, cause it takes long enough to do the turn right. as it is. So if you're, and, if you're in there and you're like, okay. And you're kind of like trying to figure it out. Like it's, mm -hmm. Oh my God. And that's the thing is like newer players. It's like the experience level overall of everybody playing is what really, really has a factor in everything. Like right. one thing that I've started doing that I feel like like brings everybody in is not separating myself so much from I am the DM, I am the one who make make the rules. Right. Like uh there's a there's a game I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, uh called The Quiet Year. And it is a world building game okay. that I use to establish a world for D D now. Nice. Nice. So everybody gets a turn and there's like rules and stuff to where the, everybody at the table gets to say, this is what happens in this world. This is cool. a town where there are things. And then from there, like when we're actually playing D&D, &D, like they have agency over that stuff. And then That's it's good. like you would encounter a situation and it's like uh, you encounter a man. He reveals his his face. Right. What does he look like? Right. Because then they care, you know. Yeah, and I don't disagree with any of that. Again, I think it's I think you're right. I think at the end of the day it's a, a DM GM sort of situation. Mm -hmm. I think though the biggest problems I have with D D are like like the versatility, the fact that it it's very restrictive as far as the combat goes, and uh, it's very rules heavy, and it also broadcasts itself as this like huge entry point for gaming which is just there's so many better games to start your role-playing game career on yeah than D, D. love or hate D, D. it's just it's like thanks to critical role and stuff like that that's the one that people go out and and buy the the player's handbook for and it's just like holy shit just talk to a nerd before you do that because there's mm -hmm. no there's so many better games that you could get into uh, that you would enjoy or like and then get into D&D down the road. I'm not even saying don't. I'm just saying that like it broadcasts itself as like the end all be all of RPGs and I'm like it really isn't when you really look at the whole heart of it but um but yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun debate. It was a fun yeah. debate. I think somebody did comment on our video and basically was like, "It's it's very hard for the person like fighting for D and D," which I I did not envy Wizards' position because for me to be able to point out a game's flaws, uh, just one game's flaws, while he has to point out why it's great, it's going to be so hard to fight. It's such a like you're putting me at elevated position with a sniper rifle right off the bat. Like, because I, all I have to do is look at the things that one, don't work it's like, for everybody. And exactly. then just, it's just hit like them, a one V five fight. Like, yeah, it's it really fair. is. It really is. But he wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I, it was, it was a good show. I think.